Welcome to Nerd Check. Welcome to Nerd Check. Come hang out and experience the exaggerated swagger of two black nerds. I'm Moose, your friendly neighborhood super goat. I'm Adam. I'm not a goat, but I apparently do math in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. I see. Okay, cool, cool. Well, you went friendly neighborhood super goat because that's your name everywhere online. My Mr. Ad up everywhere online. Yeah. 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 And uh, welcome to Nerd Check, where we get to hang out, chill, talk about most things nerdy happening out throughout the week, and we talk about your hot takes. If you do have any, you can shoot them over to us at nerdcheckpod at gmail.com or at any of our socials. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at nerdcheckpod as well. Definitely. We have some fun stuff today. Moose, do you want to kick it off today or should I kick it off? You know what? Go for it, Adam. Let's see what you got. Let's hit me up with that good stuff. Okay. So you, you brought up an interesting thing last week which was you brought up doom patrol and i was like you know what i need to watch doom patrol and i need to catch up on titans which i did catch up on titans hell yeah and i was like i'm gonna watch doom patrol and then i realized about halfway through season one i had already watched season one of doom patrol <laughs> in the past Homie, we watched it together we we 100 percent watched it together. i forgot it i forgot everything <laughs> that happened so i'm like re-watching it and then uh I got to the Danny the Street episode uh, in season one, which was it's yeah. it's fantastic, and it's all about you know gender identity and and who you are as a person. It's amazing, and mm-hmm. then I was like, you know what? Yeah. I need a break because I've watched too much Doom Patrol and like Doom and Gloom. I need something lighthearted. So I turned on Harley Quinn, the animated show that they made. Yeah. And the thing I want to address and bring up and just kind of have a conversation about is like mental health in the superhero world now and how amazing the representation is getting because like have you watched harley quinn at all i have not no okay so i'm just gonna go through like the first episode right hit me so the first episode starts with like harley quinn like typical harley quinn who is like still like the joker's girl like all of that and you're like oh that sucks don't love that Mm -hmm. and the whole episode is her realizing that she is in a toxic relationship with the Joker. And it's like, literally like there's a whole scene where like Ivy like grabs her and is like, he's manipulating you. And she's like, no, he's not. He loves me. And then she like shows her a picture of herself before like everything. And like, obviously Harley's crazy. So like the picture starts talking to her and is like, I need help diagnosing something. And she's like, yeah, definitely. Like, what can I help you with? And it's like, all right, I have a patient who is codependent on somebody that is extremely abusive. And like straight up, like Harley goes into this whole diatribe about how like, oh, she's mentally codependent on this other person and goes, oh, wait a minute. And like stops. And it's like through all of these actions, like realizes that like the Joker never loved her. Cause she like remembered dancing with him and all this. And like, she goes back and remembers mm-hmm. and realizes like, she wasn't dancing with him. He was putting a grenade in her hands. And he oh. said, until death do his part. And she's like, it wasn't to me. And she like, it kind of pans out of the scene. And it's Batman behind her. And it's like, Batman is the one that the Joker really loves. Not Harley. Oh, damn. 
and it's just this like really beautiful thing and then it's like harley taking her name back and like the whole point of like i i don't know if this is the whole point of the first season or just like the first arc but it's like harley literally goes the joker like with her new look and like kicks the shit out of all of her all of his guys and is just like i'm gonna replace you as a better villain in this world i'm gonna be better than you are because and he's like but you should just take me back and she's like no like you're abusive you're awful and i'm like this is amazing like having that as like the start of a show and like talking about like the mental health aspect of like literally like and she even like psychoanalyzes uh ivy and i was like it just got me thinking because like with doom patrol and like stuff like that like oh yeah it was basically that like she depends on plants because she doesn't want to be around people. And it's okay. like, uh, cause she doesn't want to be let down by other people, but she can always Damn. count on the plant. And it's like, that's a real serious thing. And I just, it, uh-huh. it just kind of like, I know I've been doing like this really long monologue, but like, no, like watching that in doom patrol and Titans and like seeing how DC specifically, I guess is like taking like the mental health of being these characters and right, like, right deep diving it i just wanted to have that conversation you know no absolutely and i think so comic books have always been a reflection of what the world is going through at the time they talk about serious issues and and then they talk about current issues a whole lot that's what comic books do but comic book movies and shows and other sorts of media haven't been able to do that as much because shows and movies haven't been able to jump into more in-depth topics without necessarily coating it with metaphor and stuff like that as frequently they just weren't consumed a whole lot there's been a lot of content like that sure but it didn't used to at least I, i don't feel like it used to get a lot of attention and now it does people are at a place where they can watch this listen to it and understand what's going on without necessarily needing to quote it and uh, i really really like that dc is doing that like marvel does that a little bit in their mcu right with with thor like uh thor gaining a lot of weight after yeah. not being able to kill uh and stop thanos sure that is amazing i just i don't like how they didn't completely go through with it and i do however like the humanization of superheroes we have gone through the golden age of superheroes where they were all powerful and godlike but we haven't gone yeah. through uh the more humanized versions of them recently and i i really do enjoy that a whole lot being able to see that the heroes are like me and you you know that's kind of what pulls spider-man into the focus a lot of times is he is the hero of the people essentially he is the friendly neighborhood spider-man he is the character that deals with everything that we deal with he's got to pay rent you know unlike iron man who's yeah. got all the cash uh you don't see yeah. batman trying to work an internship see and spider-man does go through <laughs> all of it you see him working with the day by day uh and that is at the crux of it one of the best things making it relatable and being relatable part of being relatable is all of the parts of humanity you know you don't just get the good you get the bad as well all of us go through bad days some are rougher some are chemically induced you know like uh, depression is a clinical uh, diagnosis and uh, a lot of those different things that you might have to go through a lot of those mental hurdles they are things that a lot of superheroes would absolutely go through ptsd most of them probably have it yeah i think seeing them in that humanized version is just wonderful and you talked about doom patrol 
in the most recent ones, they all start to face their worst demons. They all start to face who they want to be and how they fix themselves. Because the whole show is definitely about messed up people, like you said, and them trying to figure out how to deal with the world and their journey of accepting and then working on it. Because there's points where they're like, all right, cool, we're fucked up. That's going to empower us. And then they get to another point where they're like, all right, cool. Now we can't go any further without hurting other people. So we should probably fix ourselves if we want to help others. And that that is a wonderful thing, right? Like, a lot of times it might not even be yeah. fixing because like fixing is a very uh, putting the onus on people with mental illness. And it, that's not the case. A lot of times it's just figuring out how to cope and what ways to deal with things that you have had to go through. Because um, a lot of times nothing is wrong with you, right? It might just be a chemical imbalance. It might just be a, you've been through sh- some shit. And superheroes do that very, very well. They are superheroes in their essence are a blank page that we get to put our hopes our biggest hopes and our worst fears into and that's what villains do too right like villains especially a lot of times villains the difference between villains and heroes is their ideology that is a lot of times the case and sure there are easier things to figure out if like yeah this person is a villain because they are killing people and killing is bad. That makes sense. However, there are people like Professor X and Magneto, right? Like where both of them are essentially different sides of the same coin. Yeah, absolutely. You see Professor X who is put on a pedestal and you see, uh, on the other hand, Magneto who is treated as a villain. He is a person who's had PTSD and he said, yo, I am not going to let this all of the things that I've gone through put me down. I am going to take ownership of what I've gone through and I am going to take power over it, essentially. And I'm going to make my own future. And he is treated like a villain for it. Granted, it is a lot of times because of the way he does things. But on the other hand, you see Professor X training child soldiers, but it is treated as the good (laughs) thing, right? And he's also gone through a whole lot, but... The thing is that how they engaged with their trauma was what made the biggest difference for me between the two characters. Um, And a lot of times people who haven't had the chance to work through a lot of their trauma, right? Like identify with Professor X. That's why like as kids, like people who've either not gone through a lot or not had time to figure out what they've gone through, usually are like, yeah, no, Professor X is a good guy. But like now looking at it, a lot of our friend groups, a lot of like people who are in like, uh, who've been in comics for a hot minute or have had time to like work through some of their traumas, they think of Magneto as like not as bad of a guy, you know, Um, because like what he's doing is sort of justified. But then, you know, you you get into the whole, sure, the ends do not justify the means. You don't get to pull a Thanos. (laughs) Thanos was not right at all. You don't get to like Like murder the universe, uh, half the universe and like call it balancing. But like, that is the yeah, that is so the this thing, podcast right? does not support Thanos. We don't oh, we don't support Thanos. <laughs> or genocide. <laughs> just want to in make general. that clear to everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, we don't know genocide in this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're just it's just it's just interesting, like because like po- posing like the X Men as child soldiers is really interesting when you like really think about it. Because like mm-hmm. you you th- you I remember being a kid and be like, whoa, these are superheroes who are teenagers, and it's like yeah. those are fully child soldiers, like. 
this man militarized children to protect himself and it's like it's right, interesting right. because like a lot of the x-men if you look at like the x comics a lot of them have bad mental health issues uh-huh. and like i uh-huh. just think it's interesting that like we get like dc like essentially doom patrol like it's not their x-men but like doom patrol as an example is like messed up characters like robot man is a driver who literally died and i'm putting quotes around Uh it but like his brain was extracted and put in a robot's body just so that he could live he can't feel he can't eat he can't breathe he can't do normal things and that's Uh his life now and he has to live that and like it's really funny like i've read like a little bit into doom patrol and like it's so funny to me to see like statements that like you're making of like oh yeah like the mental health of these characters and i'm like it's so funny because like dc has like i think finally realized like we write characters that should just be mentally destroyed because robot man in the comics is this cheery dude who's just like i am what i am i'm a robot man and you're like like your life is hell now like god and so i just just want to throw it out there because it's it's interesting like Right, right, right. And I think I think that's that's one thing that like I really appreciate is like yes, you can have these amazing powers. Yes, you can have these wonderful things, but in the end, odds are you are still human, right? Like in most cases, you are still human and you are still a person. So making sure that like you know, giving the 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 hero that extra depth that yo i'm not perfect yo i've gone through some shit and i am i'm learning from it is absolutely wonderful and then um i think if done well of course i think is the the bigger thing absolutely yeah i think like the other interesting thing that like we're seeing and this is something that like i find interesting like with like titans and and like harley quinn now and like right dc is taking a very different approach to uh-huh. like tv essentially right um and it's like it's just been interesting to see that because like dc is trying to make grounded very realistic characters and it's like marvel has done some of that like mm-hmm. falcon and the Winter soldier i know both me and you watched it together and it's like one Absolutely. of those things where like there was very this is real life this is real situations that real people are going through and mm-hmm. I just find it interesting that DC is is doing things in a way where they are going all real and right, like right, right. Sometimes it gets a little too grim dark. I'm not gonna lie. There's some things that I'm like, you back off the grim dark because that's not real. But like, I think that's one thing that DC has been doing, and I think that's like, I I don't know if you want to weigh on this, but like I like I watched the Snyder cut. I think you watched the Snyder cut, but like, yes. I think that was the difference between the two cuts. One felt like real characters. The other felt uh-huh. like it should just be a cartoon. Like right. Snyder's version felt like real characters. Right. I agree. And I think one of the things that I appreciate about the Snyder Cut was the humanization of Cyborg, right? Like we got that whole Cyborg God, yes. and being able to figure out what made him move what what made him a good character granted i never want to see uh you know snyder cut of anything else i don't want to see a director cut uh four hours is too long for a movie but like i i appreciate what it did i appreciate what that version did to those characters and if we had gotten a a version of those more 
I guess the first, uh, the original cut, the theatrical cut was cinematic, right? Like it tried to be yeah. a superhero movie, but it didn't, but, and it's, it tried to be grim, but it didn't have grounded characters. So it just felt dark with no end sort of feel. Um, whereas the, yeah. the Snyder cut felt more grounded because these characters were, were more humanized to us. They, we felt connected to them a little more. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really, really like that. You know, um, on the other end, a good representation of what mental health is, but also how badly it's treated is one division, right? Like what one yeah. did throughout the show, sure, was not the best. It was definitely wrong to like kidnap people and, and keep them in that hurdle. What I think the issue is, though, right, is that. At the end of that, Wanda wasn't treated as a mentally ill person. It wasn't somebody who'd gone through a lot, so they need help to be able to rehabilitate themselves. Nah, they were treated as just the villain. Um, and yeah, like a I social think, pariah. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's that's an issue that we go through a lot in society with a lot of mental health is that our, our people are not... Um, a lot of times our... If somebody does something wrong, then that is the end of it, especially with mental health. If if somebody shoots up a place and they like at that point and they say like it's because they were depressed or they had a mental illness, that's the end of the story. They're villainized. That's it. Um, and that's something that I think is an issue with also our our bigger policing system is that there needs to be more rehabilitation of people. Right. Like, yeah they they did something wrong absolutely they need to that there needs to be consequences to that but there also needs to be help that person does that does not mean that that person is above help they they need to figure that out and that's usually also one of my favorite tropes in superhero stuff right is that like there's usually a character who's like no you are not beyond redemption and i think we all need that a little bit right like if you fuck things up there is always yeah. a way back. You that does not mean the end of the line for you. Uh, you can still do good things. That doesn't mean you have to go all bad. And that's what I uh, in Titans specifically. That's something that I appreciate about Beast Boy currently is him looking out for Jason. Jason's been through some fucked up shit. He his PTSD and his yeah. trauma led him to where he is at right now. And he was taken advantage by somebody who was like, yo, you've done something bad. Might as well go all out bad sort of thing. And there are still people willing to help him. So why shouldn't there be somebody to help all of us out IRL? Um, and and that's what I think a lot of, uh, brings a lot of people to comic books and things like that. I think that's like one thing that comic books and I think like modern day comic books at least like do a lot of is like, uh-huh. there is like a level of like everybody can be redeemed and i think there's like interesting characterizations of like characters who are like no i can't i just can't like as cer- there are certain bad guys that are like no i can't i am beyond yeah. redemption and i think that's what like personally to me at least makes a compelling bad guy of somebody who's like you're telling me i could be redeemed but like are you gonna do it is the world yeah. gonna do it and it's like this interesting uh-huh. commentary and like like my uh-huh. example of that i think Absolutely. would be like reverse flash because mm-hmm. like reverse flash in the comics the whole thing is like he became the flash yeah. in the future because he copied the experiment did all the things becomes the reverse fl- or becomes the flash is running around goes back in time and it's like barry we can be friends and then starts setting up these scenarios where people are getting hurt and dying 
just to save them with the flash. And then it's like, Barry's like, you're a bad guy. And then at that point, that's what fractured the image of Barry Allen to like, uh, to, to Eobard. And it's like this moment of like, I guess I'm irredeemable. And it's Barry being like, I never said you were irredeemable. I'm just telling you, you're not doing good things. And it becomes this like tragic fight of like, I, you're bad, but you are redeemable. And him being like, well, if I'm so unredeemable, it's like, now you're just not listening. And so I just, I think it's interesting that you put it like that. Cause I never really like looked at like that element. I just always kind of been like, Oh yeah. And like, so it's just interesting, like looking at it from that perspective. And I think, mm-hmm. I think like, that's the thing that like doom patrol and Titans are doing really well. And Harley Quinn are doing mm-hmm. really well. It's just giving you those characters that you're like, these are right. characters like, and even Harley Quinn is a great example of that because Harley Quinn is a bad guy, but she's uh-huh. still redeeming herself in like, like doing things that are right. like, like the fact that her goal is like, I don't want to be the sidekick anymore. I want to uh-huh. be the main bad guy. Isn't the best way to redeem yourself? I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying like, go out and be a bad person. I'm she's not taking ownership all. of her own life and of yes. her future. Right. Like granted it is in the, I'll murder motherfuckers direction but it is a better it is a good thing for her as a person that is what is important like what we're talking about here is like that it is like 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 harley herself said she was codependent on this person in a very toxic relationship and being able to remove yourself from that is super hard and for her to be able to do that is absolutely wonderful and in our in this day and age, having a character who's able to do that successfully, being a main character of a TV show is super mm-hmm. important and super empowering. And also openly having that conversation. Like that's the thing, is uh-huh. like it's not like because like I remember when like Harley Quinn was like first getting like when they were first doing like independent Harley Quinn like stuff, where it wasn't like open conversations about like mental health it was just like oh the joker sucks like i left him and now it's like no the joker is extremely abusive and a horrible human being who is Uh not the model relationship anybody should have and this is a call i'm hi i'm gonna call out people (laughs) right now anybody that says like i love my girl like joker loves harley quinn you need to see a therapist immediately because that's not it's not okay like their relationship is abuse it is pure abuse and like absolutely it's awesome and like i love the fact that like mental health and things like that have like advanced to the point where like we have compelling characters like harley quinn who are like in the comics has many times become a good person she's still crazy Uh she still has Uh her you know psychotic break moments where she's like bashing her skull in but like even batman could see like hey wait a minute like she's in a bad situation and i just i right. love the fact that we've gotten to that age of comics rather than like the golden age where it's like i'm the good guy i'm the bad guy that's where we stand and it's like i am batman i am perfect i don't eat pussy but you know <laughs> <laughs> we've well, moved away from fact. that to a more humanized batman <laughs> well that actually happened because of the harley quinn show i don't know if you know that like, yeah that's why that whole thing went down yeah because yeah and it's oh dude that's the craziest if you don't know um the harley quinn show this was a few months back wanted to do an episode where batman was going down on catwoman and dc said absolutely not batman's a superhero and wouldn't do that <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the most ridiculous thing oh, I've ever God. heard. Um, oh, and God. it makes no sense. But it's just, it's things like that where I'm like, God, sometimes people just don't get it. But absolutely, absolutely. That was. I just wanted to start that conversation because it was one of those things where, like, I noticed it in mm-hmm. things that we had been talking about, and I was like, wow, like, mental health with superheroes is becoming like a real topic like wandavision's a great example of how marvel did it and like addressed those issues and like n- right, maybe right. not the best way but like in a way and i think that's like really cool that we've gotten to a day and age where mental health is like a real just topic in like superheroes where it's like you know i remember being a kid and people would be like oh you like you like the flash i just like him because he runs quick and now kids can be like, oh, you like the Flash? It's like, yeah, I like how they break down, you know, the the roles of, of being right. a superhero and having right. to deal with, like, the mental capacity of right. understanding Absolutely. the world and I around think, you. And I think both are super valid, right? Like, it's A-OK to, like, love the Flash for being super fast. But I agree that, like, giving that extra, like, oomph, giving that extra, uh, the extra depth does make it as a much more holistic character. Like, just as a whole feels yeah. much better yeah into a, a a slightly different topic right like but we've mentioned some of these people oh, here we're gonna and there. do that transition and, thing yeah yeah we're gonna do that transition <laughs> thing i forgot what we called it last week i but did you know too we'll i was gonna out. do the bit i was gonna do the bit and i completely forgot uh, we got goldfish brains my brain it's cool it's cool uh, my, yeah my right. brain died like this podcast ends, I go to sleep, and then I wake up and get ready to film the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Now, um, Margot Robbie has, who plays Harley yeah. Quinn in like the DC uh, Cinematic Universe, has said that she'd be interested in joining the X-Men. Who do you think you'd mm-hmm. want her, you'd want to see her as? Which of the X-Men, if she joined the MCU as? Yeah. I think we should throw this out because this was brought to us by a friend of ours. Uh, Absolutely. Brought to Thank us you, Obsidian, for bringing it Obsidian up. Olive, otherwise known as Aaron. Uh, great yeah. dude. He brought us this article, and I don't know. I also sent you a video this week yeah. that is on uh-huh. the same topic, and it was somebody who made a fan cast, and there uh-huh. was some fantastic people that I was like, absolutely. Like, Miley, because I was originally like, I don't want, I'm going to be real. I don't want Jean Grey in the MCU. I don't. Okay. I, I'm going to give you my hot take. I'm giving okay. a hot take on this episode. Scott Summers, Jean Grey, and Wolverine are three of the most played out characters. Damn. Stop You're taking the Wolverine the thruple? You're taking out the, my favorite yes. thruple in the comics. The thruple God. can go have their thruple time. But, like, we don't need to see them in every X-Men iteration. We don't need to see a version of them in every X-Men. Like, 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 First Class isn't the best movie, but, like, I like it a lot because neither none of them are in it. Like, and that's not uh-huh. a good thing. That That's the reason why I like it so much. But, like... No, that's fair. And, like, we've seen a whole lot of them. I agree with Wolverine, especially. Like, we need to, like, we need a cool down oh, since God. Hugh Jackman Wolverine, which it was a wonderful run. But we do need a cool down before we jump Absolutely. into the next one. Um, but yeah, I will say though, because like in this video, because originally I was like, oh, maybe like Dazzler or somebody like we haven't seen a lot of, but this video gave uh-huh. me the perfect Dazzler, which I'm going to throw out. Miley Cyrus is the perfect Dazzler. And Miley, since you are <laughs> listening, please come on the show. I would love to talk to you about being Dazzler because you should be and also just nerdy stuff with you. Anyway, 
Uh, Margot Robbie, also since you're listening, I really hope that you get the role of Emma Frost because you'd be an amazing Ooh. Emma Frost. Oh, right, okay. right. See, I was thinking, I was thinking Rogue, but Emma Frost though. That's okay, a good one. That was my second. I had two, which was Emma Frost or Rogue. I could see her okay. playing either role and killing it either way because yeah, I think Emma Frost. Because the thing about Margot Robbie is like, as I'm thinking Margot Robbie from um, Wolf of Wall Street, I was uh-huh, like, uh-huh. I don't know if you've watched Wolf of Wall Street. Absolutely. But, it's uh, every business major's wet dream. I love it. It's true. <laughs> it's very true. As a person who's in a business class right now, that is a very funny statement because like, I know I could bring it up in <laughs> class and my teacher would go on for the entire class. About oh, it. But wait, like wait. her playing... Um, the wife in that, I forget her name and I feel awful for forgetting the name, but like the way she interacts, I'm like, that is Emma Frost to a T because Emma Mm. is not a nice person. She's very conniving and like does a lot of things that like, like true story, Emma Frost got in Scott Summer's mind and like, was like, go have sex with me. And then like, was like, Hey, Jean Grey, your husband cheated on you. Was like, hey, Jean Grey, your husband cheated on you. Like, just to ruin their relationship. Like, oh, she's baby, not no. a nice person. And so I'm like, I think, I like, and also, I'll throw this out there. I would love to get, like, Emma Frost instead of Professor X. Uh-huh. And have it, uh-huh. like, be, like, because, like, that happens yeah. in the comics. Like, X goes away for a while, and Emma right. runs the school. Because she's also a telepath and, like, also is, like, a useful character not saying yeah. professor x isn't useful but he's he's a creep i'm not gonna lie but okay. like i just think it'd be cool that's that's my pitch for Margot i like, Robbie being I like it i like it now with the x-men still in mind right there's yes. been a conversation that's been going on lately is x-men versus avengers and it it like it cracks me up right it's who would win the x-men versus the avengers and granted we have a lot of like comic precedents right so if we were to take yeah. the X-Men from the end of the very first movie versus the Avengers from the end of the first Avengers movie, right? Like, there's no prep. There's no time okay. for Iron Man to prep up a anti-Professor uh, X helmet. And there's no time for the uh, X-Men to figure out what okay. the Avengers can do. Uh, so, like, original X-Men crew, like, Professor X, Storm, so X1. Beast, Cyclops. Yeah, no. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So no Beast, because Beast wasn't in X1. Oh, you're right. He wasn't. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, no Beast. Just, but there just, was Rogue and Wolverine that team is and, like, Gene. Rogue, Wolverine, Gene, Scott was that team. And Professor X, though, and Storm. And Professor X, and technically Rogue, but, like, Rogue wasn't on the X-Men yet. She just got captured. Ah, uh, fair, 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 fair. But we do but get Storm. I don't know if you I'm, I'm chill with that. We no, do I, get Storm. Yeah. Who do you think? Who do you think would win in that fight? Are we okay? I I need ground rules, and I I hate being this person, like because like you know I love a nerd fight. I love talking right, about like right. nerd fights like this. Right. But it's one of those things where I'm like I need a I need a little bit of ground rules if you don't mind. Okay. Cool. Is this a? Is this a like? we're going for kills. There is no consequence type thing. Or is this like, we are knowingly doing what we knowingly are like battling to a point. You know what I mean? Uh, let's she, let's do just battling to a point. Cause like if we did killing, then we'd have to like, yeah, like they, they would all need to figure out their, their red lines and killing if it's, but I'm, but what I'm saying is like, if it was killing, I'm going to say X-Men takes it. But since it's battling to a point, 
I'm going to say Avengers take it. Really? And there's, I have a reason for this. Because Professor X wouldn't be involved if it wasn't for killing. Why not? Professor X would not step. Think, like, X never steps into a big fight. He always sits on the sidelines unless it is an issue where somebody is about to die. Because, like, if you remember when, like, in X1 specifically, there's, like, the whole scene with the cops and uh, Magneto grabs all of their guns and turns it on them. Mm -hmm. And, like, he's about to kill them. And that's when Professor X steps in and is, like, that's not what you're supposed to do. Because he, like, remember, he, like, gets Sabretooth to, like, grab Magneto's neck. And he's, like, what are you going to do, man? Like, are you going to pull the trigger or am I going to, like, have Sabretooth kill you? And it's, like, I think, like, if it was, like, a there's no consequence type of a fight where it's, like, we're going to go, like, to the death, like, just death battle style, like, the X-Men can have it because that's when X is stepping okay. in and is just, like, freezing everybody and they can just take about out instantly. But okay. in a situation where it's, like, we are battling to a point, I don't think Professor X is actually going to step in. And I feel like a lot of them have the X-Men outclassed. So here is where like we differ then i think the x-men would take it both cases like i think most of the x-men can single-handedly body the avengers like storm can so like looking at storm and thor thor can like summon lightning but storm can negate that Uh, like storm can negate thor's powers as opposed to the other way around so like that can be an insta insta done but like well she can negate others she can negate like, the lightning powers. The he lightning. still fully yeah. has control of Milnir, and if he Absolutely. hits her once with Milnir, she's pretty much dead. Fair, but I think I think she That's still all I'm can get. Up. Yeah, no, I still think though that she can win that battle and can get mm-hmm. done with the rest of the Avengers. Also, like I think even if not killing, like she can subdue them very easily, like making sure that like getting, getting some version of subdue, like, especially with Hulk, right? Like if you're not trying to kill, I was Hulk, gonna say the Hulk. there is no way to like subdue him easily. That's yeah. the thing I was going to say. I don't think storm could subdue the Hulk Cause like I, that, especially to... that version of the Hulk, because we don't even have Natasha's like lullaby yet. Like that mm-hmm, is just mm-hmm. the pure rage Hulk. Right. So right, like that right. is, I don't think Storm is going to be... I think the only person that's able to subdue Hulk in that situation is Jean. But I'm going to be honest about Jean. She's taken out in one shot by Hawkeye. I... Okay, I absolutely Jean, not. I hate Jean Grey. I hate Jean Grey. Okay, okay. You hating Jean Grey, though, doesn't... Absolutely. I don't think so, though. Because that's the thing, right? Like I said, like the ex, the, the Avengers don't know that Jean is a threat at that point. Hawkeye ain't going to just be like, I got to mm-hmm. get her first, right? Like they haven't gotten a Scarlet Witch moment just yet. And True. I, I don't, I think they're, I think, um, no, I absolutely think so. And like, the thing is most of the Avengers are at that point still, uh, they're at the very beginning. They barely trust each other. And even then like getting, Natasha and Hawkeye from that movie, they're not going to stand up. They're not going to be able to stand against any of the the X-Men is the thing. Like, granted, no, the most recent what if? Oh my goodness me. The yeah. Hawkeye from that is badass. And him, I can see him standing up to at least some of the Avengers. Him, absolutely. But like, first X-Men, uh, like, first Avengers movie, he's he's getting thrashed. Here's, here's what I'm going to say, though. Because yeah. Like, I I hate to keep on doing, like, the bringing up movie, like, references, but, Mm -hmm. like, 
Jean almost got taken out by Toad spitting on her face in that movie. Because we're talking about specifically the two movies. And I'm like, Clint has a whole array of different things. And like, we've seen him deal with people that can like make him miss. And I'm like, I could see Clint firing like two arrows, Jean stopping them in midair and being like, really? And they both explode in her face and knock her out. Because the Mm. second Jean is knocked out, like, it's it's kind of like because the other thing is like I'm like I'm going through like the threat levels of people and I'm like in this situation Black Widow doesn't really matter like Black Widow is a normal person sadly not. Hawkeye yeah. I'm like Hawkeye is a normal person with a lot of tricks up his sleeve and that's what gives him a little bit of an advantage there you know what I mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's the fair I think thing- and I think if if to be fair to Black Widow, if she gets up yeah. close to most of them, she'd be oh, able done. to get them. They're like done. Cyclops, if she gets behind Cyclops, he's out. Oh, yeah. If anybody gets behind Cyclops, he's out. <laughs> I, I think here's my thing. But here's my other thing, though, is I'm like, because I'm going through and I'm kind of, I'm not pairing people up specifically, but I'm mm-hmm. like, who, because like you brought up the fact that like you, like Storm could do a lot of people. One thing that did happen in the first Avengers movie was when Iron Man was struck by lightning, it supercharged his suit and he could do like twice, like right, I think he had like right, 400% battery. So I'm like, the second she strikes him, he arc blasts her out of the sky. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's in my that's mind, fair. at least what happens. I mean, and then I was she like, also has like a lot of other hap- tricks up her sleeve though. And like, oh, absolutely. Is, is she is a literal god also. Like I, mm-hmm. I, and I think I think that fight would go very similarly to what Thor went through, but I, Storm absolutely has more experience behind her, like more, and then she's more grounded than Thor. I don't know about more experience because you know Thor I, is, I like, don't think uh, more experience, yeah, but, but I think at least yeah. she's more tactically adept than Thor. That's true. So my question is though, who? Because we we talked about like the the avengers side of this who gets capped right away on the on the uh on the uh uh x-men side okay because i have my answer and we have not mentioned captain america once because motherfucker okay because no because i don't think cap gets murked at all because here's what i think happens yeah because scott summers in the first x-men movie real cocky real piece Absolutely. of shit Absolutely. i just could see scott looking at cap and like blasting him at cap just blocking it throwing his shield right oh. in his visor and cracking it instantly oh, that's damn. how the start fights in my mind just cracking damn. his this right. his visor off of me like do right. something about it scott cool. and then cool, scott opens cool, cool, his cool. eyes which is the problem but yeah i think so oh, here's I, the thing right like i think wolverine i think in my head, Wolverine and Hulk are going to go at it. And, like, while they're mm-hmm. not necessarily an even match, I think Wolverine would at least keep him occupied for a while. I think yeah. Wolverine and Hulk go at it, and it doesn't stop. Like, that's the only yeah. problem with this equation is, like, Wolverine and Hulk can essentially just keep going forever. Because mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. They've gone on right. for, like, days and days and days. It's, like, yeah. it's... I think that's the hard part in my mind. Is I, I also like, think okay, that, like... I tactically thinking, right? Like they wouldn't go for each other if they see that that's the case. If they're going to keep going, they might as well hit the others that they can get through and then get back to this. We're going to get through it fight. Yes, but Hulk isn't smart yet. So Hulk would be like, that guy angry, I'm angrier and start fighting him. 
there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Because I'm like, if it's Professor Hulk, absolutely, you're right. They'd be going for bigger targets and then come to each other. But mm-hmm. because because the Hulk is is in doesn't have his mind yet, he's in full berserk. He's gonna go hog wild on Wolverine. Okay, okay fair, fair. That's fair, my fair. that's at least my yeah. thought process. I in just that yeah, I I just think like the, my biggest issue with this conversation was that like people disrespecting Storm and like saying that like Storm no, is weak. Like homie, she can Molly wop the whole planet. Me? Molly whopped the whole last planet. First of all, and you think she gonna get yeah. whooped by Thor in one minute? Please. I don't think in one minute. I think this would be like a three hour long battle. And honestly, like as much as I think Thor could take Storm, I think at the end of it, it would be a draw because there would be a moment where it's like the hammer is next to Storm's head and Storm's taking all the air out. Well, that actually wouldn't well, I kill think, Thor. I also think there's the but, like, same issue, though, is like that Thor is super cocky. Same issue as Cyclops. Thor is super cocky. Storm yeah. is the opposite of that. Yeah. And she can play that like a violin. That's what I was going to say. Is I think, like, again, like, I, I'm not saying Storm yeah. is weak in any way. Cause I, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I like the, I like the balance here. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I just think that, like, that fight, because, like, between the two of them, I think both of them are clever enough to keep a fight like that going for a long time. Because, like, as cocky as Thor is, he's still a tactician in a battle because he knows Mm -hmm. the exact positions he needs to be in to win. And Mm -hmm. Storm is smarter than him and would outthink him in many ways. So I think it's, like, a really interesting fight in that sense of, like, what would happen. And, like, there's a couple of, like, matchups, and that's why, like... It's funny to me that, like, we didn't talk about, like, Cap or Cyclops for, like, a long time. And it's (laughs) because it's, like, I'm sorry, as great as Captain America is, I I think Cap would be trying to give orders and none of them would be listening. Because, like, over in the corner, you got, like, Brawl of the Century, Wolverine versus Hulk. And over (laughs) in the other corner, we got second Brawl of the Century, Storm versus Thor. And then, like, you got, like, three humans and then Jean Grey and Scott Summers. And Scott's God. just trying to be a dick, and th- mm. and Captain America's just blocking his blast. Because like that's the thing is like Cap only has to block his blasts. Right. The second right. he blocks his blast, Scott's pretty much useless. Like yes, I I also again like thinking about it is like they don't know any of that. They don't know what the extents are. True. So some of those characters are going to be much more guarded. And I also think the X Men are. Gonna oh, absolutely. Be- the X-Men are going to be much more cocky in general because they're like, yo, we got superpowers. All of us got superpowers. Y'all like have a couple, but like some of y'all just regular humans. One of you is just like kind of strong, yo. That's it. And she's kind of strong. And then yeah. then all you got to do is have that scene. I mean, we've all seen the cap kick. Yeah. That man kills yeah. people. Yeah. That man fully kills people with a kick. Hi, he real quick. Nerd check yes. here. We're going to have a nerd check moment real quick. Captain America murders people in the MCU. You cannot deny it. He fully kicks people as hard as he can directly in the sternum. If you do that with the amount of strength Captain America has displayed, he crushes their sternum in one hit. We saw that in uh, Captain America or, yeah, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We saw that happen. Yeah. So if Cap did that, he'd be doing that all the time. He's he's killed American citizens. There is a scene in Civil War where he straight up threw a grenade back at somebody. That person is dead. We need to. I, I'm sorry. A lot of people want to say Captain America never murdered. 
Captain America murdered people in the MCU. They just never showed it. Yeah, and they just never (laughs) showed it off screen. Like, and not with the shield, obviously. But like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I just needed to get that off my chest. I'm sorry for taking it away. We can go back to the yeah, absolutely. No, so many people. Yeah, I also picked the first Avengers and the first X Men because I didn't want uh wanda involved because like uh, she is or like even age of ultron like with wanda and uh pietro where like they're kind of x-men kind of avengers um and also wanda is just op and has literally defeated both teams before anyways like there is precedent there not first not that movie wanda however but like scarlet witch Wanda. i was gonna say yeah what i was but gonna, like what i was gonna though, say though like, is if mm-hmm. we're getting that if we're getting that fight of like the second movie teams mm-hmm. that changes things for me actually it absolutely does. because of does. one specific character uh-huh nightcrawler yeah baby nightcrawler changes that fight to yeah. being the x-men every time absolutely because it, nightcrawler is exactly the most important x-men i will fight everybody also the thing is, they don't. Hi, a little quick aside again. Uh, this is Adam again. I do these a lot in my real life, but a quick aside. People don't know what Nightcrawler's full ability is, but one of the coolest things in the world is that Nightcrawler's has a very awesome secret ability that is never talked about. The reason why his name is Nightcrawler is because he goes invisible in the dark. What? That is actually why his name is Nightcrawler is invisible. If it he can step into a shadow and is completely invisible. Okay, so I like that. However, did you not know that? I don't know. <laughs> like, I also feel like that was hundred yeah. percent done by a white writer that was like, "Yo, you can't see black people in the dark." I feel like somebody did that shit. <laughs> I mean, I didn't but say I, like I support it. it, but it's true. No, that's super no, cool. He can. Just... He can Climb up walls. He has Spider-Man's abilities plus teleportation. His tail is strong enough to be another appendage. He can lift full-grown men with his tail. He can also... uh, He can precision teleport. He can climb up walls because his fingers and feet stick to him. That's why he got the big pads because they're like suction cuppy pads almost. He can go invisible in darkness. He is as agile... This is a quote from Spider-Man. As Spider-Man. Hell yeah, baby! That's what you get from being he's a demon. Also, fully, he's also fully trained in swashbucklings with swords. That's he right. would murk all of he the Avengers would. in one second. The only one he would have trouble right. with is Ultron and Thor. He's not even an Avenger. Fuck Ultron. Oh, you mean Vision? Vision. My bad. Okay. I I was like, my brain dumb dumb. Uh, fuck Ultron. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Fuck Ultron. Yeah, she and I'm also again coming off of the what if episode where like Ultron takes over not just the world but starts taking over universes. He fights the Watcher in the latest episode, and there's a there's there's a scene where he just straight up munches a universe like Galactus up in this bee, and it Galactus munches planets. This was a whole ass universe. He said, "Ah, nom nom, wild. It's whack. It's whack." I guess that brings me to another quick thing that I have a question of. Yes. Uh, would you want to see Galactus in the MCU? Because, like, we, oh, we are discussing the fact that, like, we want the X-Men, obviously. But, like, yeah. Galactus, what do you, what's your feelings on that? 
absolutely would love to. I would love to see Galactus, and I would love to see the Silver Surfer as well as the Herald to Galactus in like a absolutely a, a, a new version again. And I didn't mind the original, like I didn't mind like the the yeah. last uh live action silver surfer i just would like to see more of them i think that would be pretty neat pretty cool i think galactus would be a nice threat for the next phase um or i because i don't want yeah. them to have Galactus like a mini threat i would very much like him as a as a larger threat but since we're getting kang the conqueror already i would leave that for later or maybe even as if not for a whole phase movie maybe for like a series movie right like or like a, a series villain um like maybe yeah. Uh, like yeah sure we're getting this crew of heroes and they have to go through many like many things to be able to defeat galactus maybe like the fantastic four again because, i know yeah. they're not going to do that but like some along these lines i just so another thing that like as like a little a, a little thing that um i had i'd been kind of talking about a little bit before again another topic change i'm sorry i hope that's okay nerd switch i also uh, I don't know uh, nerd switching i don't know if that's it but yeah, one of the things is and this is an interesting thing from the latest episode of what if when oh. watu and ultra vision that's just what i'm gonna call them like yeah. are fighting through the dimensions they punch through one of the dimensions and they're actually it's like a lava planet behind them it's mustafar yeah. from star wars oh shit uh you can see vader's castle in the background and the reason why i bring this up is because uh i don't know if any of our viewers i moose i know you haven't but star wars visions is one of the best properties marvel has ever really? created hands down hell yeah it is some of the cool because they're like 14 minutes so like the premise is they they asked seven studios to make like 14 to 20 minute long shorts in the marvel in the uh star wars universe Hell and that yeah. was it they were like do what you want we don't care if it's like continuity we don't care if you use like actual characters in the star wars universe like like straight up boba fett shows up in like Yo, one of them. like nice tight. and it's like it's legit and it's like boba fett like uh 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 the huts show up like like it is straight up like the coolest thing ever like hell yeah i'm talking i'm gonna talk uh -huh. about the first episode like uh -huh. i need to let the viewers know if you don't want spoilers i'm gonna i have to talk about this episode because it changed my view on star wars instantly so the nice. first episode's called the duel it's okay. called the duel right yeah and it is it's following a ronin and his droid he walks into a village and he's it's the motherfucker that was like y'all want the smoke is that guy all right cool yeah yeah um and like this like band of bad guys show up drop in they're trying to rob this city the guards are like all there who are like all mercenaries like kind of look like mercenaries we've seen before they start taking out the bad guys and this like sith lord rises up she's the one with the umbrella lightsaber that everybody's like oh that's yeah she kills a dude like moose when i say she kills a dude by shoving the umbrella through him and then opening it oh god like she shoves the metal part through his chest and then fillet opens him on it and i was like i didn't know that was possible um but Wild. like this it's wild and then the ronin walks down and you're like it's about let's watch a jedi sith fight 
God damn. She dives at him because she pulls, so like the umbrella, she it, she could pull the lightsaber off the bottom. She pulls the lightsaber off the bottom of it and the umbrella goes off, throws the umbrella, dives at him and goes, goes to hit him. And you know how like we've seen in like usually stereotypical things like, oh, you catch the blade between your hands and you're like a badass. You yeah. know, like, oh, somebody swings at you, you catch the blade type yeah. of thing. Like you do the clap move where you catch the blade. Uh-huh. He doesn't do that, but he force catches the blade in between his hands <gasps> and just holds it in front of him. And she's like, and she like looks at him and flips backwards and is like, you're a Jedi. And she goes to hit him again. And he has like, it looks like uh, a sheath for like a katana. And he pulls mm-hmm. it out and he has a red lightsaber, my man. Full red lightsaber. And she's like, your lightsaber color's red, you coward. And he's just like, unfortunately... I'm not a Jedi. And you're like, oh my God, he's a Sith hunting Sith. Um, oh, and oh, shit. Like, I'm talking like, dude, at this point, she stops, lifts the cloak off herself, big afro, like, like black representation, full afro blowing in the wind. And I was like, yes, this is what I needed. This is what I wanted. Like, I don't care about any... Like, I love the live-action Star Wars. You know this. I own three different lightsabers. I don't care about them anymore. I just want more of this. Just give me this! like, dude, that's not even the... Like, I'm not going to go into the ending of the episode because it's amazing and I think Mm -hmm. everyone should experience it. But, like, I'm talking, like, that's the hook of the episode. And, again, these are 14-minute-long shorts that I could talk about for two hours per short yeah oh i love like, that I love the that representation so is off the charts yeah. they uh they came up with like new alien races that Yo. like they came up with like backstories for of like God. oh this entire race is enslaved by another race and that's why you've never seen them and it's like that makes total sense like we're dealing with a galaxy mm-hmm. and there are bad parts of the galaxy like that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, I don't agree with it, obviously, but I'm like, yeah, absolutely. God. And dude, I definitely, I, I, my personal feeling was there was definitely episodes of the earlier, like couple of episodes. Cause it's nine episodes yeah. long, um, yeah. that were better than the back half, but that's my own uh-huh. personal feelings. And like, okay. okay. I mean, but dude, there was never a miss. There was never a miss though. Yeah. 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 I that's that's super cool. That's super freaking it's, cool. I like it's that. amazing. And like the thing that I think is like interesting is because like the the people who've created Star Wars like had a whole conversation that they were like when we were writing Star Wars, mm-hmm. we got inspired by Japanese animation and things like that. And like that was an inspiring factor and like we always wanted to see it played out yeah. through like yeah. Japanese animators and, and like they fully like dubbed this show in Japanese first and then went back and did it in English. And I'm like, Hell yeah. that is awesome. That is Hell awesome. Yeah. Let's get it. And like, dude, there's just like, there's a full episode about a Jedi who almost died, a Jedi Padawan who almost dies, gets saved, and uh, to hide becomes a rock star in the galaxy and goes, oh. and it's like, it's like, that's his whole story. And I was like, that's. I want to follow like this that. dude like for the rest I like of the day. A whole lot, and it's I like, like, a whole lot. like they had the story of like 
Like they they could make full series. Like there's one that's like the twins, and it's these two twins yeah. that the dark side created, and they're destined to basically essentially create like a brand new Death Star, Whoa. and it like involves both of their life forces playing into Kyber crystals, right? And uh, the boy, there's a boy and a girl. The boy is like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a bad guy. I want to be a good guy. And it's like running from his sister. And like, it's her and him like fighting each other, even though they're like twin siblings. And it's like, holy shit. That's amazing. Like, yeah. Like, that's, I love that so much. The series is amazing. And like, like, it was funny. I showed one of my friends uh, yeah. the series this week after like gushing to her about this. Like, I was yeah. gushing to her. Oh God, and that sounds absolutely wonderful. I'm gonna check I, it out and get back to you on it as well. Do it, I do it. Please do, because like I was gushing to her about this, and I like sat her down and made her watch the first episode, and I she audibly, I mean this goes, whoa, whoa. After I'd already explained the whole episode to her, like wasn't prepared for it. I like that. I like and that a whole lot. I'm glad they did well, and I'm glad that that like Star Wars did this and took this chance. And I'm hoping that this is not an an off, like a one off thing, right? Like I'm hoping more good stuff, yeah. amazing stuff like that comes out of it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and, I know I've been told to watch Bad Batch, but I haven't yet, so I need uh-huh. to check that out. Hell yeah. Now we're almost at time. So I wanted to like, before we wrap up, I wanted to bring up something as well. Cause like this week has been yeah, a pretty big week information wise for D and D critical role announced uh, their yeah. new campaign stuff, which is super interesting. Very in- exciting to see what the new campaign comes yeah. into. I'm hoping they continue bringing in more POCs, but the bigger news was that D and D five E is getting an update in 2024. Um, so that is going to be 5.5 baby yeah, yeah I know that's what people have been calling it I know like, they've been well, liking it so what would you like to see in 5.5 if uh, as we, oh 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 god that's such a heavy question <laughs> with no time left no I'm kidding uh no um I think I mean first of all I wanted to comment critical role congratulations on campaign three since you are listening that's gonna Absolutely. be my bit for the show I hope everybody <laughs> understands that I will say whatever person I'm referring since they are listening critical yeah. role since you are listening uh congratulations on campaign three I probably will be seeing it in theaters for the first episode at least because uh, yeah. they announced that I don't know if you saw but uh um, yeah so uh yeah I what do I want to see in 5.5? Uh, fixed Strauss. Fixed Strauss. Okay. Fixed Strauss. Okay. That's that's. I think that's my biggest thing. <laughs> like, like I feel like me and you have had like outside of podcasts, I've had like five hour long discussions on how drows are. Oh, absolutely. Just the worst written race in D anD. D. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's like other like little tweaks. Like I really do like five e. Like because like. Uh-huh. I, it's it's interesting. It's in a weird space with like three three was when they wrote three point five was uh-huh. like three was a good game and then three point five kind of elevated it just uh-huh. enough to make it a better game. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's what I'm hoping I they think, do with it. Right, like I want to see yeah. more diversity in the lore. I want to make sure. Like my yeah. biggest thing, of course, is making sure that more POCs are involved in the writing of this stuff. I want them to take out some of the Absolutely. older stuff. But the thing is, it's an update, so it's going to be hard to take out stuff. I'm assuming they're probably going to be offering more stuff as opposed to taking out stuff. 
um, maybe even offering updates, I True. guess, to like well, the player manual and things like that. But I want them to take some of that stuff out, but I also want them to fix some of the other things. Like yeah. um, my biggest thing, like stat wise, right? Like the one that I always dump is intelligence. Sure, it makes like playing characters super like relatively easy RPing, right? You don't have to be like the the one solving the puzzles. But as opposed to that, like as opposed to just that, it's because intelligence doesn't necessarily have a lot of important roles to play. If you are not an intelligence caster, that is not like super important. Um, so I think that's something that I want to see more of is a restructuring of the stats and what they do, and maybe even adding up more stuff to intelligence. Well, I was going to say, like, one thing that, like, I personally, like, it's actually really funny. It comes up in our game a lot uh, yeah. that I played. But, like, the fact that, like, nature is an intelligence stat, mm-hmm. like, check, makes absolutely no sense. That absolutely. makes no sense. No. Uh, can, I've especially seen when nerds have... stumbling in nature so much. Exactly. And, like, the thing is, is it's like, when you have druids who are a wisdom-based class, and their whole kind of shtick is like, I'm one with nature, and nature's not under wisdom. Why are they a wisdom-based caster? That's, like, a personal thing. But there's, like, there's a lot of, like, little things that I think can be tweaked. Like, one of the things is I think, like, and it's kind of something that I have a complaint with is the variance on weapons. Um, Uh I think it's interesting that we have, like, short sword, long sword, great sword, uh, scimitars, but, like, Uh There's other weapons that are sword based, and I think it would be better if we just instead of having those broken apart, you have you know short sword, and that encases kopesh's uh, yeah. scimitars, things like that. So it's not like we don't have to write like stat blocks for every little thing. It's just like you have a short sword. This is a short sword variant kopesh, or like yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah. Or a short sword variant scimitar, or like a like a gladius. Like, there's different things right. that I think would be like cool, like that, to make it more modular, so we don't have to have, you know, mm-hmm. set like a short Absolutely. sword does one d six slashing, a scimitar does one d six slashing. It's like they're only a quarter, like maybe a half a foot longer, but it's still considered a short yeah. sword class weapon. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, I think it'd be interesting yeah. if instead of like full weapon typing we just have weapon classing so it's like okay okay this is like a short sword and like things like like spears like actually i was talking about this pretty recently spears were used as two different types of weapon which was slashing and piercing because piercing was more for wall design Uh like if you did a shield wall what you would do is it was a shield wall with spears going out so if a charge happened well, yeah, if, if a charge happened, they could stab through the wall, and it was a piercing yeah. weapon. But in battle, in, like, more hand-to-hand, it was used as a slash because you would go across somebody at a distance. And I think that would be interesting in having that be, like, because I know they have the, the varied rule where you could do two-hand versus one-hand. Right, but, like, right. I think it would be cool if you do one-hand, your reach is 10 feet, versus two-hand, your reach is uh, 5 feet. Because length on the spear and things like that like there's there's little things that i'm like i think would be cool to tweak and add in but like Uh for major things i don't know like it's interesting i think honestly if i'm being real maybe some new Mm -hmm. classes i was about to say that i'd love to see some new classes 
I get it. We got a lot of subclasses. We got a lot of diversity, a lot of change there, sure. But I'd like to see more classes. It'd be just interesting to see. And I want to have prestige classes. Once you hit level 20, what yeah. happens? I know I've not hit level yeah. 20 except for look, level 20. Once I still want the prestige classes, Hobie. I still want that. Absolutely. Do like a prestige one shot or something. That'd be amazing. Also, uh-huh. so I guess if you could design like a new class to uh-huh. come out, uh-huh. what would like the basis of the class be? Like, what would the idea behind the class be? Like, I'm not asking you to be like, give me how they work yeah. and everything. And there's yeah. subclasses. Like, just like, what's a base idea for a class? I think I would want to like, as we've talked before, I'd like bringing in my culture and, and stuff to things, right? So that's something that I would absolutely yeah. love to bring in. And I think something that I'd want to do is something based off of Sudanese mythology, maybe one of like the tribal stories, tribal themes, right? Like magic is used a okay. lot in um, in Sudanese mythology, right? Um, and, and we even have like werewolves and things like that present in, in, in stories. So I think wow. either having like a shapeshifter sort of class, like as a class, like learning how to become a shapeshifter okay. or learning how to do like magic in a different way right like as opposed to warlocks and um and and wizards and and druids having a more traditional occult uh like sudanese occult uh wizardry i guess or magic um i think that would be i think one of those would be what i'd like to throw out there okay see i like that a lot like i like the idea of like being a shapeshifter but not a druid because like it's not that mm-hmm. not anything against druids. I think it'd be very cool yeah. to play like, yeah, like or even a changeling. I think it'd be very cool to be like the way that my magic manifests is I'm able to literally physically change what I am yep. to yep. like. Because like I think it'd be cool. Ooh, I have ideas for that now. I gotta say it real Hell quick. Yeah. I think it'd be cool if like level three when you get your subclass, you're like uh, like you can pick like a type of animal or a type of like, like, Oh, I'm going to be an aberrant or something like that. So that you Mm -hmm. become, start becoming aberrant things. So it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I have like an acid form or I have like a, like this form and like you get more forms as it goes. I think something like that would be cool. Well, wizards of the coast, since you're listening, hit us up. We just saying, since you are listening, we just got you. Uh, the one that I was going to say is actually coming out in a module that I bought. Uh huh. A little bit ago uh but it is it, it's this awesome idea of a and, and you're gonna laugh at first like take a pokemon trainer and instead of okay. them fighting with actual animals they're essentially getting the familiar spirit of an animal and then they're training that familiar spirit to be a fighting force with them so essentially like like upgrading familiars from just like being like a stable yes. like one level thing but like having them power up with you. Ooh, I like that. I like that a whole lot. Yes. Okay. So it's like but it's also like it's also like okay cool. We fought an owl bear this week. Yeah. Have uh, you seen and the like, anime Shaman King? I've not. Okay, it's a really cool anime anime where like you get to use like spirits essentially and like they take you over or like you can use them as like a weapon essentially like infuse them into a weapon sort of thing oh, and cool. the like the spirits like grow stronger and stronger with you as well. Um and that like I that that vibe there felt relatively yeah. similar. That's that's kind of like the the thought that I had because I think it'd be cool like because you could do like a subclass where you have it be more like I take the spirits of things and I infuse them into me. So it's yeah. like okay cool like I'm wearing this leather armor. We killed an owl bear. I infuse this armor with the spirit of that owl bear, and it's like yeah. now it gains like new resistances, and I get new abilities off of that. Like, granted, that'd be a lot of work because you have to do that for like everything. But like, 
the the way that they put it in this would be like essentially you have a certain amount of spirits that you can handle at a time but they grow and evolve and become stronger so it's like let's just say we also already have monsters divided up into different classifications so like just each classification at different sort of like ability yeah Yeah. and but it was like the interesting thing was like we kill an owlbear and it's like i gained its spirit right and it's like okay Mm -hmm. cool i can summon this owlbear Mm -hmm. and it's now essentially like a baby owlbear so it gets like the lower the lowest stat block and then as i level up and he levels up he'll gain a new like he'll gain like the medium stat block and then as we get to the last level he'll gain the ancient stat block the the most the biggest stat block and now he can do like crazy things but it's like maybe the caster of this is a weaker character and is squishy so it's like i can't be in battle but like this thing gets legendary actions i get like i have you know, at level 20, I have 50 hit points, which is like, you could get knocked out in one spell. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw this in and I'm going to hide. And he's going to be the person battling. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're going down. I run across the battlefield, heal you and like, maybe run back yeah. to go hide again. Oh. But it's like, you Hell know, yeah. Hell yeah. I that's like a that. Bad. I like that yeah. a lot. Cause like, yeah. now I'm thinking about it, right? Like Druid specifically like circle of wildfire has a like a essentially familiar like a wildfire spirit that like you're able to summon and that levels up with you ish because like their hit points and stuff are are linked to your level but it's not what you're talking about it's similar to it but that just means that like the base is there already so you just gotta like upgrade some of those things and use some of the structure that you already have and just like build that up so wizards of the coast since you're listening Hire the two of us. Yeah, yeah. I will come up with ideas. Moose will write them in Arabic because I can't write in Arabic uh, <laughs> or speak it. I don't know why I didn't clarify. I don't know Arabic. I don't know why I didn't clarify <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, since you're listening, hire the two of us. How about that, Wizards? What do you think? Yeah, we got this. We got game design experience. Let's go. Um, and with that, thank uh, you all for being here with us yeah. today. Uh, thank you guys. Seriously, we appreciate every uh, minute that you all listen. Again, give us your hot takes. And by that, we mean give us give us things that you think need to be talked about. Give us ideas. Give us thoughts. Give us the things that you are a little bit afraid maybe to even bring up because you're wondering what other people think. We're going to talk about them. That's what we want. We want your hot takes. So send those to nerdcheckpod at gmail.com. And also make sure to check out our social medias all over the internet. And they're all under nerdcheckpod. Um, again, I have been Adam. I do math. Or you can find me under the name Mr. Adup anywhere online. And I have been Moose or Mustafa. And as known on the internet, the super goat. I thought you were a friendly neighborhood super goat. Uh, yeah, or your friendly neighborhood super goat. Yeah, the name is the super goat, <laughs> but yes. But yeah, no. But anyway, guys, uh, I just want to remind you to be the best you that you can be. And uh, thank you again for listening. Have a wonderful day. Bye.